I'm preparing a test for the future of creation. Oh, yeah? Kind of test. Pass fail. And that is all you can know for now. Goodbye, Olivia. Nah, I call bull. Pervy dog suit. Ponytail and ear in the Harley. Her? I'm warning you, O'Hare. You're not down here for any big plan or design. You're just screwing around. Do not question me. I am God Almighty. You're an almighty dickwad is what you are. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am a loving God, tutable head. But do not Kim, Stuart, and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 115. How's it going, yeah. guys? Good. We're a little late, aren't we? Yeah, just a yeah, bit. Yeah, 4th of July kind of got in the way last week. We had some scheduling difficulties. Bunch yeah. of traveling happening with the three of us. Scott mm-hmm. had a fireworks mishap. We had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I need new fingers. <laughs> Why are you laughing at my misery? <laughs> New sausage fingers. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't type anymore. <laughs> so we apologize for not having an episode last week, but we hope you guys had a fantastic 4th of July. But to make up for it, we did guest host, Scott and I did, on the Talking Dead podcast with Chris and Christina. Mm-hmm. And that was a ton of fun. We talked about the new Netflix movie, Cargo. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's, wait, what, what's that one about? Cargo has Martin Freeman from the Hobbit series. From Fargo. Yes. The uh, British Office. Okay. See, and, I thought that you said Morgan Freeman, which would uh, be completely different. That would, would have be. been a very different movie. Um, no, this one is an expansion of a short film that came out back in, what was it, 2015, 2014, something like something that? Something like that. Something like that. About a, a man who has gotten bit. And his wife has turned already, and he has a baby to take care of, and he carries the baby in a backpack um, and tries to get her to safety before he turns. Right. Right, right, right. You were talking about, you, had ta- you brought that one up before. Yes. But that's the, the, um, the idea of the zombie with the, that has the baby on his back. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, I mean, definitely, um, definitely a movie. If you're a zombie fan, it's definitely worth looking at. It's, uh, it's got a different, uh, take on the thing than most of the stuff we get. Bit Um, slower. Bit slower, but, But um, but nonetheless, Martin Freeman is absolutely fantastic in it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So if you want to if you want to hear a full review of what we thought about that movie, check out the Talking Dead podcast and hear what we all had to say. And they haven't been doing this very long though, have they? <laughs> they're on like episode 376 or something chris chris and jason jason's the other person who normally podcasts with him they were the very first walking dead podcast that came out and of course they came out before the talking dead show ever was thought of um and they already had the name and then the talking dead show stole it (laughs) and we know what happened there Yep. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so they're really good. So if you guys have never heard the Talking Dead podcast, which I find very uh, hard to believe, then go check them out. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Very professional, unlike us. That's right. (laughs) Speaking of which, what are you drinking tonight, Scott? I'm drinking a new one from my favorite brewery here in Charlotte, Noda. Um, It's called Corn Star and is Mm -hmm. a southeastern India pale ale. What is that? Yes. Well, Southeastern India Pale Ale um, shines bright because it swaps out the weighty mouthfeel of the Northeastern IPA's adjunct grains for a crisp finish thanks to flaked corn. Good Lord. In other words, it sounds a lot like a West Coast IPA. Mm. Oh. Okay. Okay. Which is, you know, very different from the East or the Northeastern, which is a cloudy IPA. This is more crisp and sharp. But uh, it, it, it's very good. What do you got, Kimmy, Jim? what you drinking? Okay, so I'm drinking from the Fort George Brewery, a Vortex IPA. This is from Astoria, Oregon, ah, where The Goonies gotcha. was filmed. Yeah, Steve, our, our one brother lives out in Oregon. He brought us some, some brews from Oregon to try mm-hmm. out. So it's, it's really good. I like it. It's got a bit of a sweetness to it on the front end. Really? Yeah. So it got a good bite to it? Uh, not not like your typical um, Pacific like the Northwest. Typical West. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's it's more sweet than bitter. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I like it. And good. I'm drinking the um, Caldera IPA out of Ashland, Oregon. It's the Oregon Brewed India Pale Ale. It's good. It's it's actually a little um, tastes a little flat. I don't know if that's because of the long journey it had to take to get here. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you know, some IPAs have a little bit lower carbonation to them, so that's you know that's that's the difference also I think with the when you're talking about the northeastern IPAs compared to the west coast IPAs is the northeasterns have less carbonation. Yeah, yeah this one just tastes flat. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. You can't beat that analysis, folks. <laughs> All right, so we are here to cover Preacher season three, episode three mostly gonna hurt. Maybe a little bit of episode two, Sons of Bitches, thrown in for good measure. Okay. Since we, oh, yeah, we're going to have to reference back to episode two at some point, but I think we want to try and focus on three. Yeah. Because we only have so much time. Exactly. So, what'd you guys think of this one? I enjoyed it. Well, okay. If we're going to start out with what we liked, I liked both of the episodes very much. I like where the season's going. I think uh, the very first episode seemed a little dark. Uh, but the second episode definitely added a lot more of the humor back into it, especially when you got um, the Grail coming back into the picture. So that was that was great to see, and um, and then this one obviously is carrying that same storyline forward. So I think both of them were great. Um, Kim, I think, said that she liked the second one a little bit more than the third, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of liked them equally. I thought they were really really well done, and I liked um, the Hare Krishna thing. I think as as an idea in the first one, starting everything out was great. 
you know, right. great little right. premise that, was fantastic that they played scene. with. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, I think the the whole God thing in Tulip right now is very uh, interesting yeah. and seeing where yeah. that's where that's going, especially since the first one, we didn't even know what the hell he said. So right. they slowly broke that down, gave you little uh, snippets of it in the second episode, and then you, you see he's he's uh, he's got plans for Tulip, but not what she was thinking. No, I thought I thought they were great. Uh, well, like Stuart said, I kind of like the second one a little bit better than the third one, but they were both really good. I also like the Tulip part, mostly because Tulip seems to have a mission, almost, and I'm hoping that this is building up her confidence, whereas in the past two seasons, she has seemed really down on herself and the way her life has turned out. And I think that everything that just happened with the God character, I think, is helping her come to the realization that she matters and that she's uh, important. Now, God himself, I am a little like eh about because of the fact that he does look like the fake God that she pointed out. So I'm kind of having a really hard time believing anything that this God says or even like it took me a second to realize, okay, this actually is the real God even. So I think that's actually kind of a disappointment for me. The grandma storyline and TC, those guys, I love everything they do, especially TC. Yeah, TC's actually, there's a lot of scenes with him in there. And the, the whole God character thing. I agree with you. The way he keeps his control is that he keeps saying, oh, that was by design. Mm-hmm. Like That's he's exactly like, right. you know, you know, like he's like that was his choice, which I think is all bullshit, too. And I right. thought that yeah. her calling oh, it yeah, out yeah. as bullshit was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah, it's great to see. Uh, it's great to see uh, Tulip's uh, character really jump to jump to the center of things now. Only problem I have is that. um I, I, I'm kind of disappointed that Cassidy's character seems to be dropping back mm-hmm. um, in relevance. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that they're not planning on getting rid of Cassidy's character. That would be... that would you, be, think, uh, you think it's that bad? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I thought the episodes were great. Um, Kim, I kind of liked actually the third one a little bit better than the second one, to tell you the truth. Even though I really did enjoy some of the, uh, some of the humor getting back into the show. Um, and this, this episode also had some of that humor. I mean, that scene when, uh, when Tulip jumps out the window and then gets thrown right back in the window. <laughs> yes. was oh, hilarious. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. Very unexpected. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And her whole, uh, getting in God's face was really cool. That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, man, and she's got that car. That car's sweet. It that is. Chevelle. The car is sweet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I think um, I do like the direction the show is going. Um, other than maybe Cassidy, and and boy, the creepers down there and Jesse's old family are are there's something <laughs> else. Get some of that swamp consomme. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. How does it? How does it? Cassidy put it. He says, "Oh, I shouldn't because I know what's in there, but I'll have some." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what he said. I didn't catch that one. That's right. Yeah. That, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> And we get to learn what was in there in the last episode. Mm-hmm. We saw it being made. Mm. Organ yeah. grind, the organ grinder. But yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm glad to see the Grail getting back into the picture some. And uh, I have a feeling we'll be. It, it can't be too long before we start getting back to uh, Hitler and Eugene too. Yeah, it's been a while for them. So let's talk about the whole tulip and God thing. I thought it was really cool that we kind of had a feeling that God was coming when she couldn't turn the radio off when it was playing jazz music. She could turn the other station, but not this one. 
So right. I, I like that they're bringing some of those smaller elements. Was it jazz music or old rock and roll? No, I it, thought was it was old rock jazz. And roll. It, was no, jazz. it was jazz. Was it jazz? Yeah, it was jazz. They're in New Orleans, remember? Yes. Remember his favorite his favorite song was it wasn't like the that's end right or he's chasing like that. the jazz that's yes. right he was chasing yep. the jazz yep. yeah right right yeah right, right, right. so I like that they're bringing some of those elements from the last season back into play and of course mm-hmm. we've got the dog costume which is just creepy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the woman on the back of the bike I thought was hilarious because it's like really what is God doing. Like, well, not only that, she's she's unfazed by anything. Mm-hmm. She's I just know. sitting on the back, yeah. kind of going, "Nah." So what? it makes me wonder, like, who is she? She's not somebody that he just picked she's up nobody. on Earth. She's a prop. She's well, a prop. No, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying, she's not somebody he picked up on Earth. She's got to be like a fallen angel or something that he brought down with him because of the fact that she's not phased when he takes the mask off and he's just like exploding with light. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. No, and uh, and it, it was humorous that God ends up looking like fake God. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, that was by design. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was good to see uh, um, Tulip was just not buying that bullshit. Yeah, when she steps back out of the vehicle and, and calls mm-hmm. BS on it, and then she says, uh, "She said, oh, in your kinky dog outfit.'" Right. I even liked it, Stu. Even before that, when you know God leaned in the window and put his hand on her cheek. Yeah. And she sat there, kind of debating mm. the stuff like that. And then you see her just kind of like, no. And then wiped her cheek on her shoulder and got mm-hmm. out of the car and said, oh, no, no, I'm crying bullshit on this. What is your plan? Why are you here? Well, did you notice that God kept saying that he's a loving God? Yes. It made me feel like he was trying to convince somebody of that. You know, when you say something over and over and over again, it's like you're not really convinced of it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to say it a lot. Well, part of it was he's putting her down. In, in his discussion of how, you know, some some people do things right and some people do things wrong consistently. And that's what well, he's I, saying, that she does things wrong. And, and he was right. he was relying on that. But he's like, but he says right after that, he says, but I am a loving God. Right. But I also think, Stu, that I, I do think she was right to call him on bullshit on that. There's no plan here. God's on the going rogue. Yep. He's he's uh, he's just out uh, raping and pillaging and. And, uh, and, but he tries to play the old uh, Bible sayings every time to put people, make them calm. You know, that I'm a loving God. This mm-hmm. is a plan. You know? Yeah, but it was, it was this perfect. by design. When she calls him a, a dickwad, and yeah, then exactly. he finally is like, I don't have to take this. I'm the Alpha and Omega. And then he like, starts getting huge and right, bright. Right. And, and he says, I'm a loving God, but don't push it. And right, then he exactly. fires her towards the car. Right. And of course she gets up and she's just like, oh yeah, you run away. Yeah. <laughs> when he rides off on the motorcycle. That was great. I'm going to kick his ass. You know, I know this is the whole premise of the entire series, but I'll have to admit that the whole God thing is mm-hmm. very cheesy to me and I could, I could do without it. If we just concentrated on the uh, Angelville and the Boyd family, I... Mm-hmm. I would be happy. I think I think it's still kind of outside of our our scope of vision right now as to why what, what's going on with the God thing. And I think there's still mystery there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's not like quite so intriguing as like um, some of Jesse's past at the moment. But I think there's still more there to that that's going to be revealed. That's going to make it a little bit more interesting. Well, not only that, I I, I think the that the God thing. The God and the Saint of Killers and all those kind of things really um, bring out the supernatural world in this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, sure, you know, Jesse's family and all down there in New Orleans ha are dealing with magic and, and things like that. But there's there's a bi bigger cosmic show going on right now. And and Jesse's Jesse's dealing with things on two levels. He's dealing with things on on the the earthly level with his family and so forth and their crazy ass magic and so forth. But there's also the huge uh, event happening whatever it may be, we haven't quite gotten filled in on that, that uh, he's involved with. You know, and even when Tulip mentions to him that God's scared of you, that's important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's saying something. But but it also, to me, um, the way God is obviously kind of lying about things and so forth, it puts him more on the level of the saint of killers and so forth like that. He doesn't seem to be the, um, you know, the huge... Uh, character that he should be. Mm -hmm. He seems well, to be kind of a running amok angel. That's what I mean by that. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I can't take that storyline seriously right now because... Well, I don't think it's really meant to be serious, Kim. It's You're still supposed to take it to heart. Why so serious, Kim? <laughs> and Because of the way he looks. And so, mm -hmm. you know, even though we've seen previews for next week and we've seen another character that's going to be introduced that is the opposite of him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, you're going to try that hard to not say. <laughs> okay, the, we the see full, the devil. Yeah, <laughs> just described it. He's the exact <laughs> opposite of God. I'm not going to tell you who it is. He's red, he's got <laughs> horns, and he likes fire. But we don't know who he is yet. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> we just ruined another Kim storyline. But yeah, no, I mean, I think I think there I, I don't want them to get too far enough away from the big picture. The thing that um, caused the destruction of Anvil and and all the other rampaging that went on with the with the two angels and, and so forth like that, that that whole storyline. And that's where you, that's where you also get into, you know, the grail. The grail's involved in that star mm -hmm. storyline. Mm -hmm. So I definitely don't want to lose that storyline. I mean, there's I'm I'm almost as intrigued, Kim. I'm the opposite of you. I'm almost as intrigued with what's going on with the Grail and God and stuff like that as I am with what's going on with Jesse and his family. I didn't say anything about the Grail though. I well, think the they're fascinating. With God. I think they're very fascinating. I think I just think the God character is stupid. What is it? What is the uh, what is um, the Messiah's name? Dumbledore for. <laughs> That's the guy from <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. Dingle. Doodle something. Doodle something. No, oh, my God. It's so, it's so funny to listen to Harry Star say that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can't remember his name It's like now. Dumper Doo or something. Dump, that's it. Dumper. That's not Dumper Doo. Something, something, something like that. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's so hilarious when he refers to it. Well, Dumper Doo is still waiting to make his appearance. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So um, but when you say that they're like linked with God, I mean they aren't really. Like like the, I think they they want to be. Yeah, God's <laughs> in an opposition. Yeah, but that's why they have this guy as their symbol, their Messiah. Well, because well, no, he's no, supposed to be the link to God. Right, right. No, what I mean by that though is God is involved in their storyline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh what just I mean. like I mean, just like the Hare Krishna. Whereas they right. the Hare Krishna come out fighting with their guns, right. which is Yes. Exact opposite of Hare Krishna. Damn mm -hmm. hippies. <laughs> exactly. 
But yeah, that whole fight is so that they will take on their Messiah because they don't want to be associated with their Messiah, but yet they're stuck with him. So Right. Right. Why do so, they even have to tell people that there is this other Messiah? Why can't they just go along with the idea? I think because they have to have a replacement for God. But why? Yeah. People on God's Earth gone running. have never talked to God before. Why can't it just be this, you know, this thing of biblical proportions that you never see, that, that, that you have to have faith in? They're worried that people will lose their faith once yeah, they yeah. learn that God is not there. But that's my point. How are they going to know God's not there if you don't tell them? It's Humperdoo. Humperdoo. There Humperdoo. You go. Yes. Yes. Humperdoo is ready for his appearance. Gosh. <laughs> so why not just play it off? Hmm? I, I don't know. Well, because I guess people are, are starting to understand that God is not there because he's not answering prayers and things like that. Right. Well, he's like, so, so there's a um, unraveling of people's confidence. In, well, in society. Remember and, in the first and season. religion, organized religion, I guess. So. The yes. airplane went down. What, Tom Cruise was on it, right? No, no. Tom Cruise blew up on a stage. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Because, yeah. because Genesis went to find him and he wasn't worthy enough. Yeah. Not, the, not the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not the band. I wish they had blown up on stage. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the star. You could only the hope missile. they were there with him <laughs> when he blew up. It was Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins blew up Tom Cruise. <laughs> My point being, like, there are tragedies unfolding, but that does not necessarily mean that God has abandoned us. I mean, is that what we are to believe in this real day and age? That God well, no, has no, no. abandoned I mean, what us? They're, what they're trying to say is that that um, people are worried that God has abandoned us. Mm-hmm. And God's really just on a little bit of a walkabout just to see what's going on out there. Um, have some fun, wear a dog suit, you Get know, laid. stuff like that. Get but laid. The, the whole... Um, Listen to some music. The whole uh, religious structure, the whole structure of the church uh, that that um, the grail is protecting and all is all this theatrical, mm-hmm. you know, like greater than thou thing. Mm-hmm. And when they don't have that main character and he's out gallivanting around... They have to find someone else that's going to go in that place to answer right. people's prayers and, and be the one that well, appears think- before people. Because in the world of preacher, God actually appears before people when they pray to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's kind of that's kind of the well, assumption, I think also, right? Right. Yeah. And I think also this, Stu, I think part of the pr- thing here, too, is that because God has disappeared, it's time for a Messiah to come. People are thinking God disappeared, so now right. we need to bring back a Messiah to bring people back to, or to religion. Religion, but the only um, person they have is this Humperdoo. Humperdoo, yes. And Jesse is the other one because Jesse was the Genesis carrier. Now, why they have to unleash Humperdoo and don't just keep him locked up somewhere? Because I don't know why. Why don't they just the have only blood relation to Jesus Christ? I know, but why? Why lie? They... Yeah, exactly. Lie. Why can't they? Well. The... Yeah, why can't they lie? I mean, that's Air Star's like main thing, isn't it? He kills. I and guess lies. they can't. I, I, they might not be able to lie about that. Hmm. I don't know. They're obviously dealing with lots of other religions too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So who knows? Who knows? We it's, we haven't been brought totally into that part of it. It's yet. a fight between the factions. That's right. For religious control. <gasps> you want to see my dingle? Yes. Yes, <laughs> TC. TC and his dingle. Well, uh, tr- uh, Tulip is playing everybody. 
she's trying to play everybody she can to get what she wants, and and you know, and that's what she needs to do because Jesse's not doing it. No, she doesn't understand Jesse's fear of exactly. That's what I was going to say. Grandmother, and Jesse has too much knowledge, and that's part of uh, what he's trying to impart on um, on Cassidy too. That he has to be right. more afraid of TC and any of them because TC, when he's giving him all that laughing gas, his special mm-hmm. concoction that has hemlock in it. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> hemlock, that's the ingredient. Oh, I love hemlock. Yeah, Cassidy starts spilling guts about how he spilled guts so many times before and right. still doesn't have any scars. Yep. And but he's, he's because uh, he's quite limber. Yeah, but Cassidy. so so this is all going but it all kind of ties back to that picture that Cassidy saw in the hallway where they've got the I guess is a vampire hanging upside yes. down in the tree, which is what yep. they were doing to him. And burning in the light. Yeah, of, and he was sitting there sunlight. staring at it without really knowing what the hell it was. But, but uh, again, that's um, going back to Jesse trying to warn them about how bad the how right, bad that angel was. His laughing gas made him a little bit are. too mouthy. Um, yes. And, and that got him into trouble. But he also is just not, he's not listening to anybody right now. He certainly wasn't listening to anything Jesse had to say. Yeah, but I guess my point is that Jesse doesn't, or Jesse's trying to let them know how dangerous mm-hmm. these people are. So right. I think we don't even know still to but the Jesse's extent of how dangerous they are. He's doing a horrible job of that. He's doing a horrible job well, of because he's not. Yeah, he's not really giving them much info. He's just no, saying he's stay not away from. Explaining anything. He's yeah. just telling them they got to either go or they got to stop or they got to do this or stay there. You know, he's he's not giving them any kind of reasoning behind it. So, which I have to admit, I feel kind of is a little strange that he wouldn't. Well, I'm I'm only. Going off of like, you know, what, how we would have reacted in a situation like that. Like you say, like my parents are horrible people. You're not thinking that they have a direct line with hell and they're going to send you there. You're thinking, oh, they just abused me a little bit Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Right. Like, I think that's kind of what their line of thinking is. But then, but then when Cassidy sees that she can bring people back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tulip goes on her little exploration of Grandma's bedroom, and she picks up that crazy phone, and you hear, what do you yeah. want? Yeah, like, oh, yeah voice. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Which I yeah, think I is a direct line to hell. That had to Could be, be the devil. Could be. Yeah. You know, then I think people are starting to understand. But, but well, I guess what I'm saying is even something as basic as, as telling Cassidy that these people kill vampires. He doesn't even say it. Yeah. I mean, he tries to imply it, but he doesn't say directly state to them they're the dangers involved here. He's yeah. n- he's not much of a talker for a preacher. He's not really good at explaining a lot of things. No, he's not told Tulip anything about the fact that the grandmother's is live as long as she is because she's stealing life force from people mm-hmm. and so forth, and that you know and that's how long she's been gone. Why wouldn't you say that to Tulip? Why would you not warn Tulip that that's what the grandmother's going to want eventually? Because then they wouldn't be able to reveal that little by little throughout the storyline. I know that, Stuart. And that's <laughs> very well put. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I think the other part of it is that he's just like, he doesn't even want to have to tell them. He just wants to say, get the hell out of here. Like, right. protect like if them you're from all if that. you're free, get the hell out of here. Just listen to me. I don't want to explain it. Just go. Yeah, currently, he, this is an annoyance to what he's trying to do. But he's stuck. Mm-hmm. All he wants is that other part of his soul so he can get the hell out of there himself. Right. Right. Yeah, because he, he wants to use Genesis to stop her, to stop his grandmother, and make his grandmother release him from his yep. 
his thing. And then Tulip, of course, blew his ability to be able to get his part of his soul back. Which, so from what we understand now, when he spat into that um, handkerchief in the very first episode, that was the initiation of this blood compact. They did not right. have this before. No. No. So no, all she wanted an... was his blood compact. But didn't yeah, he cut because... his hand? Yes. Did he cut his hand? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, and, and but the imp- implications here that um, that made him responsible for what has happened at the at the um, um, the plantation there is that because he left, their business fell apart. Mm-hmm. Because he was the salesman, he was the one who went out and got customers. Jody drove him around, and he recruited people from different different places to come out to her. When he split, evidently there wasn't anybody around to go run up business and it fell apart now that he's back he owes her a lot of souls yeah exactly she's fallen down on being able to collect souls to keep her young so she's aging and uh and and he owes her that right and then he then of course she hoodwinks him into a a blood pact to keep him there Mm -hmm. he's got to get out of that blood pact he's got to pay the dues which is get some souls and then he's got to get the hell out of there well I am very intrigued about the tombs. I cannot wait for that storyline to unfold a little bit more because we've got the the pedophile teacher down there still. So how long has mm-hmm. he been down there? Like thirty years? Probably. And then yeah, yeah. So, Jesse was still in, in his teens when that guy was came, right. So here's my question: Is it the actual guy or is it like his soul that's down there? That's the actual guy, I think, and his soul. Yeah. yeah. But they closed down the tombs, so I like I don't understand how it all works. You, yeah, he, they closed down the tombs, but they still put people down there. Was it episode one when the when the mom was was um, getting food or something in the kitchen, and that guy the just guy showed came, up, and they're mm-hmm. like, "How did he get out?" Yeah, because yeah. he was it, in the tombs. He was in the tombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the tombs. And then they sent in episode two. I think they sent somebody down to the tombs. Oh, it was it was the Jesse. pedophile guy. Yeah, it was the pedophile guy. Oh, okay. It was and the then, story about the pedophile guy. And then, yeah. Right. And the new one this week was the um, the glue huffer. Yeah, but in the episode end of episode two, Jesse goes down and starts cleaning the tombs. That's when he saw right. the pedophile right. down exactly. there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And yep. now this one, he opens up the tombs. Mm-hmm. And they bring him his hat, which I'm not really quite sure what... Um, He's like well, the he ringmaster. Was, he, was, he was the ringmaster. I know, but was it TC that brought it to him? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember Mm -hmm. what TC actually said to him when he handed it to him. Well, he just said, hey, don't forget your presentation. And he gave him the hat. Yep. And uh, because that's what he used to do. And tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I remember, did they show anything like young Jesse being like a ringmaster? No. Or something? Nope. Okay. For some reason I had in my head I saw something like that. You mean like hinting towards Angelville? Well, like just hint. No, but that that he used to run the tombs. Oh no, no, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Well, evidently the tombs was a great uh, sparring place. It was a good money maker. It's yep. like the Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Especially when so he don't talk about it. Yeah. So when he goes out with Jody to try and uh, drum up business for mm-hmm. Grandma, uh, he goes to the glue huffing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the glue glue. Uh, Glue uh, Anonymous, Anonymous. Yeah, glue, glue, glue Huffers Anonymous. Guy, and he's got the brochure that says Glue and You. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that, then even, that, when you see the bat, even when you see the battle at the end, all the Glue Huffers are around <laughs> and the things sucking on their paper bags full of glue. 
that that whole scene was great, and how he's like he's trying to. Uh, you know, entice the guy and let him know, oh, yeah, Angelville's still open. The guy's like, no. oh, the tombs are still open? The tombs are opening in? He's like, no, 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 no. But no. Madame Langelle, she can help you. But, okay, so that's my next question. What what does the tomb do for you? You're not getting a spell. You're actually going down there. What is it doing for you? Well, the tombs is, tombs is like gladiator place. Yeah, I think I mean, it's they're just descending sheer entertainment. These, but it's not yeah. really helping you at all. No, 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 people no, are right? going. No, people are going, no, going down, down there, there to, to pay watch to watch, show. like, possibly people that have done bad fight mm-hmm. each other. To so it's the just death. for entertainment purposes. Yes, right, totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. So is there a way to get out of the tombs? You think? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Well, maybe obviously die. that one dude showed up in the kitchen. I know, but so she made him go back down. Oh, so, right. like, is there a pact that you have to sign for that? I have so I, many questions about the tombs. I think these are, the well, we'll find out. Just... But I have a feeling maybe the tombs, one, I'm speculating, but maybe the tombs people are people that are beyond paying back. They're beyond redemption. So hmm. they're sent down there. Hmm. Or they've had their souls stolen from Madame Langelle. Langelle. Maybe. Or maybe she doesn't want their souls. Maybe they're souls that aren't good enough for her. Well, they certainly aren't shirts that are good enough for anybody on these no. guys. No. Well, we saw with Madame Boyd that she does have a, st- a soul-stealing apparatus yeah. thing going on there. Right, yeah, that's the other thing. Is when when yep. um, Bank of the Swamps. They yes, were when Tulip was walking through there, they were all the had the little white, the vials with white powder in them where mm-hmm. they had the yep. souls. Yep. So it's not out of the question that uh, Grandma would have the same thing. But right. Madame Boyd... Seems to be much more sophisticated in the way she runs things. She's well, more she never in the modern. She's more right. in the modern times, you know. Yeah. She's got the little square payment thing on the end of her yeah. iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she she didn't stop business. Her mm-hmm. business kept going mm-hmm. while while uh, Jesse's grandmother's came to a stop when Jesse disappeared. And also, look how young she is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which yep. not is not necessarily um, because she's young. Good point. Yep, point. she's been stealing souls, right? See, Those I figured, souls. I figured the lady who was up on stage, who was the carcass of a former lady, was the original, mm-hmm. and she was like the granddaughter who stepped up to take over. I don't think I so. Do not I think so. Okay. I think she is the. I think she's the original, and she's just young. Huh. Interesting. And and uh, she's been banking all those souls all that time. I'm sure she uses them when she needs them. Well, that's when the the guy at the glue but thing. But Jesse's was like grandmother it. doesn't have them. The guy, she's desperate to get him back, right? The guy at the glue thing even says, "Well, if I wanted the, like that sort of spell, then I'd go to Madame Boyd." Right. Right. Because she's the one everybody knows about, just like everybody else. Well, why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Cassidy and his situation, <laughs> and a little bit more about TC and what he knows, and uh, and then we'll go from there. All right. All right. See you in a minute. Hi, everybody. We're back. Kim, you were really concerned about the dingle. (laughs) Y'all are being (laughs) stupid now. What is wrong with y'all? 
<laughs> yeah, what was the the whole situation with the dingle, Kim? Could we? Uh, you know, actually, the thing I want to bring up the is the, the thing I want to bring up is that <laughs> Kim did not realize that he said dingle the first time. I think at first she thought he said dingo. <laughs> And I think you even said something about he has a dingo. No, you're the one who said that. (laughs) The dingo ate your baby. (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious, Kim. Whatever. Elaborate. It's my new favorite line. Want to see my dingle? (laughs) Yes, it is. Want to touch it? It does not work really well at the grocery store. Just don't do it in front of children, okay? No, but I do have a question about the dingle thing. She put that. <laughs> she put the stuffed alligator on his dingle, yes. and then later on we see him taking the hair, hair out, out of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. His own hair. Yes, right? it was. Yeah, and that's when he heard um, he Cassidy. heard Cassidy was eating the chicken. Yes. So what's he gonna do with that hair? Fuck if I know. I have no idea what he's doing. He was really in- excited about it. I think what we're yeah, I think what we're trying to see is that he's just that weird. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what he's saving his own pubic hair for. Oh, but one of my favorite lines, I do have to say this before we move on. When he said, (laughs) do you want to touch my dingo? And she said, let's not wake him. Yeah, Yeah, let's not wake him. Uh, She handled it perfectly. I mean, nothing phases her at all. I I mean, he said that and she's just kind of like, no. No, I really don't want to see that. And he doesn't react to anything. Like he's like, oh okay. Like it's like perfectly right. fine. Okay, that's right. Well, the well, funniest he, he what... just completely broke. He brought it up just out of the blue. No, that's what I was gonna say. Like they're in the kitchen, and he's just like, well, and it, it, touch it. It goes back to when he was um, asking uh, Cassidy what he wanted. To, he was like, do you, do you want to have? You like gummy bears? Do you yeah, like right. this? Or you like that? And he's like, you like drugs? Oh yeah. Like he's uh-huh. con- he just he's he's a lonely guy. It'll be extremely he's stream weird. Stream of thought. Stream of thought he, with yes, that guy. Extremely kind of... weird lonely guy just looking for something that other people can do with him. I right now I have to tell you that TC is one of my favorite characters. He's that guy who seems a little not smart. He's like Charlie off of Always Sunday. Always oh, Sunny. Always yes, Sunny yes. in Philadelphia. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, you know, not all together with it, but then he's like super smart. All of a sudden he's just going to be like, you want to eat some cat food? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I think that without TC, Grandma probably would not have made it as far as she did because Jody's the brawn of the group, but Uh TC is the smarts. Uh, TC's picking up the pieces. He's kind of keeping I don't know it all if he's together. The smarts. He's not yeah, the smarts. He's kind of. He's just. He's the guy behind the scenes, like cleaning everything up, fixing everything, and making sure it's all. He's the maid in a way. They really. They really yeah. want to put Savant back in his name. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's. He's gotten that far yet. No, but um, he was. It was surprising when she is asking him those questions, and he's like, "Now you're asking the wrong questions." Yeah. That's you know, right. like all of a yep. sudden he he got a little clue, like, "Uh, you're pushing it a little bit," because you think like. He's not there at all, right. but he, he was still, he understood right. enough he to be in like, sometimes. he was like, that's her, that's Madame Langelle's business, not yours. Right, right. That's right. right. Well, he obviously knows his place too, because mm-hmm. he's obviously not been digging around in Madame Langelle's stuff. Well, he gives her that one bit of advice where she actually finally listens to mm-hmm. is what? Uh, he's like, you think you can, you can take advantage of her, but don't, don't even. Oh, right. Yeah, don't try. Yeah. Right. 
Well, mm-hmm. you, well, when they discover, when Jody and TC discover that they actually do have a vampire on their hands, that mm-hmm. was a little bit messed up, too, because then it's like TC is brought back to, like, reality, and mm-hmm. it kind of destroys his the image that we all have of him, or that I had of him, of being this sweet, understanding guy, and... Then you, he's like, let's practice, let's do some target shooting or that, something. I think that's the the kind of the comedy of it is that they're not surprised mm-hmm. that they have a vampire. They're like, let's go get, let's let's use it as target well, they've practice. Obviously <laughs> killed other vampires. This is not the first vampire they've come across. Relatively right. common. So, uh, and that's what Jesse is trying to impart to uh, Cassidy is, hey, you know, these guys actually have killed vampires. They're looking for the signs of of a vampire, and they know mm-hmm. what the signs are, and they're gonna. They're going to flesh you out. Yes. He heals so, fast. Right. Meaning what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Cassie doesn't take Jesse's advice, and he ends up paying the price for it. Maybe Cassie will start listening to Jesse now. Nah, I doubt it. No. <laughs> I don't know. He might. He might. I mean, Jesse, you know, when he's hanging upside down there, Jesse went up to him and he says, I told you to leave. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the quote when he says... I'm a bloody vampire in Voodoo Disneyland. They yeah. gotta yes, love me. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I should be their main attraction. Yeah. Exactly. But but again, he doesn't understand the danger that's in front of him at that point. Yeah. And even when Jesse explains it to him, he's not understanding it. He's not grasping the scope of the danger. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, now he is because he's doing battle. You would think that having witnessed uh, Tulip coming back from the dead, though, that these guys would get a clue. That these people are way more dangerous than they appear to be. Well, they they're have... not just simple-minded country folk. No, but um, yeah, in the world of both Jesse and uh, Cassidy, things like bringing someone back to life aren't probably all that rare. It seems like they're not quite so surprised by the, by that event. Now, I think the I think the important thing though with Cassidy specifically, the relationship between Jesse and Cassidy is. Cassidy thinks that he's just trying to get him away from Tulip. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and he, he, he thinks, like, when they finally make up and he says that he's your he's right. his best friend. He thinks that's the motivation yeah, when he, he tells him to leave. Right? Yeah, well, then he finally, he rolls into, well, you need to leave. He's like, you'll you'll do anything to get me away from her, won't you? Mm-hmm. But and also, then I think... Part- he, but then mm-hmm. he goes and meets with Madame Langelle to get the love spell. Right. Right. But the, the other thing, too, is I think um, Ca- both Cassidy and Tulip have constantly underestimated the people that they're dealing with. They've, they really have tr- thought of them as, you know, maybe being country odd mm-hmm. with, a little, little, with a little voodooism in them, but that they weren't, that they could be outfoxed and so forth, and they just didn't take them seriously. Now they both have run into trouble because of that. There's a lot, lot more going on to our little plantation house than they even realized and again though it comes back to what we were saying why isn't jesse tell him just flat out tell him yeah okay but back to what i was saying the love spell oh. yes the love spell so cassidy is going to try and use the love spell on tulip so that he can escape with tulip still so he, he's still mm-hmm. not he's not following along with the fact that uh jesse is now supposedly his best friend Mm-hmm. He's still going to try and get Tulip and, and take off if he has the well, chance. Well, by the end of their conversation there, he thought Jesse was still trying to run him out of town because of Tulip. I know. I know. But right, then he goes right. and meets with Madame Langelle, and now he has this spray that's the love spray. Right. Yeah, so any semblance of friendship that they had is is gone. On Cassidy's side. 
Yeah, but I thought that was gone as soon as Jesse said he needs to get out of town. Mm-hmm. I thought that's when it went away. Because their conversation had gone one way, and all of a sudden, Jesse, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you're just trying to get me away from Tulip. Like Stu was saying. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Right. That Cassie doesn't care. He does now. <laughs> all right, so what, let's go on to our hit and miss segment. Um, <laughs> Stu, why don't you take us out with your his, hit for this week? <laughs> Son of a bitch. My hit was when... Cassidy said, I'm a bloody vampire in Voodoo Disneyland. I should be their yep. main attraction. Damn it. Yes. That was my hit, too. Oh, God, you, you guys are killing kidding me. <laughs> Did you not hear me say that earlier? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go on to Scott's hit. Um, Scott, what's my your hit? hit? My hit was um, actually the... <laughs> <laughs> the glue meeting. <laughs> okay. The glue meeting. I thought you were going to say it was Cassidy's quote. And I just love says, that guy. I'm a bloody <laughs> no, vampire. I just love. Okay. I love the guy said he's he's giving his testimonial, <laughs> and he said he woke up on the floor and his kid looking down and he goes, "Where's the glue, Dad?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up my nose. <laughs> oh my god! I, I especially laughing. liked how he, when he's like leading up to it, and he's like talking about all the models that they got, and like yeah. the right. half track and the jeep, and it was like yeah, I could picture exactly. like every one of those models at like the model store. I could yep. too. And we we're gonna spend all Sunday assembling just one little sniff to take off the edge. Mm-hmm. And he sniffed all the glue. <laughs> Where's the glue, Dad? <laughs> Correct me up. Mm. Uh, Kim, Kim, do you have a hit? My hit was, of course, the... Do you want to see my dingle? (laughs) Are you asking me right now, or is that your hit? I am not asking you. (laughs) It makes me laugh every time I hear it. Okay. No, but actually, it's it's TC. I love TC. TC is one of the best characters out there right now. He's hilarious. I agree. I like Jody, and I don't... Scott, do you like Jody? I'm not a big Jody fan. Why I like Jody. Why, why do you not like Jody? Let me ask that. Um, I, I don't know. There's not much to him to me. Really? He's just he's just kind of lingering around, beating up on Jesse all the time. Like a just a oof. TC has at least got some kind of or an oof dialogue stuff going on, but I mean, but Jody just is kind of he's the muscle angry dude standing around all the time. You know why I like Jody? There's something there because. Jesse, when they were in the truck and Jody elbowed him in the uh, nose, right, remember? Yeah, yeah. And Jesse He's said, with his mom. do it for Christina. And he that's when he elbowed him was when he said, do it for Christina. Right. Was his mom Christina? I think so, uh-huh. but I don't know. But we don't know. Okay. So I, there's there's another story behind Jody. And now Jody is the one that killed his mom? Is that correct? Yes. Or no, killed his dad. Killed his dad. Killed, killed his, his dad. dad. That's he right. held Jody his mom his down so that grandma could gut her. Yeah. Ah, that's right. That's right. And that's T- right. TC did it also. Which, which that uh, killed her though. That's what killed her. Was well, they strung her up on the machine. Remember afterwards, mm. she uh, said. Oh right, her up. yeah. She said, "Don't sew her up. String her up." Right. Yeah, and then jo- um, what's her face? Tulip found the baby picture of Jesse. Jesse on mom. the mantle in Grandma's bedroom. That was the same one that was in her, that she ate. Mm-hmm. That was in her stomach. Yeah, that was yep. pretty brutal. And she probably didn't know who it was when Tulip found her. Found that picture. So, yeah. I think there's a lot lot more to Jody. Well, we'll see. My opinion may change on him. Stu, what was your miss? You know, um, I 
don't really have a miss for this episode. I liked or either one. I liked both of them. Um, the only thing that was weird to me was why Tulip was going around in the grandma's room. Why was that weird? Hmm? Why was that weird? It was weird to me that she felt so comfortable walking around in this woman's room. Well, she didn't think she was there. I, and, and, and again, she's the been f- underestimating hell, all these people. Where the hell did she think she was? There was it, a well, bed in there, right? And her wheelchair was in there. Yes. You would just assume. So she was very comfortable like, going through all her stuff. And that was that was the only that was the only weird situation I felt. And I was like, why is she in there? And what is it that she and Jesse ate out of that... Oh yeah, thing. those are those peppers. Those are those super hot peppers. It oh, doesn't affect peppers? them. Oh, yeah, okay. they're fine with those peppers. I completely Why missed that. Why would you I was, eat something like yeah, that? Because yeah, she grabbed one out and ate it, and then uh-huh. when Grandma handed him the jar, he ate one out without even, and he didn't even. Gotcha. There's something behind yeah. the peppers. Yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't breaking them down like before. Evil people can eat those peppers without any problem. Absolutely. And your miss, so that, Scott. Was it? My miss is um, I. the backseat that Cassidy's humor is taking in these last episodes. I really liked watching Cassidy be the, uh, the comic foil to everything. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's just angry right now, which is, I, I don't find him as much fun. I think they peppered it with, I think, I think. Not having too bit. much. Not having too much was great. His his discussion about the co- was it the Cohen brothers? Mm, yeah, I thought when they yes. were like walking uh-huh. out to the wait yeah. was that was that in the third or second? I don't even second. remember. Second episode. Well, it was in the second. I, I think that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like how does the same? Right, he's ripping the, on the big Lombowski again. Yeah, he's like right. how does the same director do the same you know, those two movies? It's like ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> I love those discussions. I love his little things that that his little snippets that come in there. Uh, where you know where he's excited about the um, the hemlock, I thought it was mm-hmm. funny. Right, right. He's like, oh, but I just don't see him as much. I don't see him as much right now, and I don't like seeing him always unhappy. Too. That was the other thing. I always like, kind of like watching him as a fun, happy character. Yeah. For the most part. Well, I mean, he needs scenes... drugs all the time. I think to make him happy. Well, yeah. He can get drugs. A little free. I don't on. think Tulip and Jesse are going to be stopping him from. Getting I think drugs. he he might enjoy the tombs. Yeah. He might enjoy the tunes. I think we'll he's, a, he's a huffer. Mm-hmm. Kim, your miss? My miss is the whole God thing. I'm just... I'm a little disappointed in the character of God right now. Not really sure what they're trying to achieve with it. And just, yeah, just lost with it. I think you'll turn that around. I hope so. I do. I think, I think in later episodes you'll be... A little more intrigued with that. I we'll still, see. I still love the fact that God is dressed up as dog. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean the irony of that is very funny. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you that the the woman on the back of the bike, the whole thing that his bike, his dog suit, the woman's mm-hmm. all his costume. Exactly. She's an interesting pair of earrings. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, Kim. Do we have any uh, listener comments? Yes, so Joe Johnson said, Great episode. How can Jesse do his peoples like that? Seems like they're setting Cassidy up for a big fall. I hope they don't break the band up like the comic book. Do you think they would kill him off? Hashtag Team Cassidy. So do they kill, do they get rid of Cassidy in the comic book? I have not read the comic book. I have not either. We made a pact that we would not do that. Right. Remember? Right. Yep. (laughs) So... (laughs) So why would you even ask me that, Scott? 
I don't know. <laughs> um, um, so I don't know. I, but I don't think they would kill him. I think that if they did it in the comic book, I don't think they should do it in the TV show because he's the comic relief. We hope so. And then uh, Seth Tillman off Twitter said, All hail Mark Harlick. Love that real God looks like fake God. Hashtag by design. Perfect. And what part <laughs> will Madame Boyd play in helping out our trio? I don't know. Well, well that's, that's a good question, too, because I, I do think um, Tulip is going to befriend her somehow. Yeah, well, yeah and, and, you know, we, we've, we've already kind of come to the opinions, I think, that Madame Langer is dealing with the devil. Mm-hmm. That she has a direct line, maybe to the devil. That that telephone could be a possible clue to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Madame Boyd may be the opposite of that. Hmm. Huh. That could be interesting. So, so that's why she's against against her. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, she has to have something to be able to keep up with Madame Langelle. Why does Madame Langelle's entire empire fall apart? just because Jesse's gone when she has so much power. And reputation. She, well, she doesn't have very good location. She's way out in the boonies, possibly. Yeah. So. Right, right. She's not at a hotel. The London... What is it called? The London Lodge? London oh, Lodge. yeah. That place is great. Mm-hmm. You've been yep. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good. They have a good London broil. Great. And, and yeah. Um, <laughs> you could try to take that somewhere else, weren't you? Shepherd's uh, Pie, yeah, possibly? I gave up. I, I just... It was going to be forced. They make a good curry. They make a good curry. So, Kim, we got any more comments? Is that what we got for tonight? That's it for comments. All right. How about news? I bet you you are just dripping with news tonight because you seem very eager about news. And it's really humid. Very humid in Atlanta. Yes. So, San Diego Comic Con is almost here. And we all know that's when we get the juicy tidbits of all of our favorite TV shows. And you're going this year, right? Huh, I wish. Yeah. So Comic-Con is starting next Thursday, July 18th, with a little preview for everybody who attends. And then it ends on Sunday, July 22nd. And, of course, the panel schedule has been released. So if you're going to be in San Diego, this is what you need to watch out for. We need to send our correspondent, uh, Stephanie, to go there. Oh! <gasps> Oh, that is a fantastic idea. Yes, we, we'll work on that. Oh, great idea. The Fear Me podcast can, uh, correspondent. Yeah, or field in, correspondent, yes, Stephanie. Yes, in, in the field. But then we might have to pay for her. Okay. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Friday, July 19th is going to be the main horror day for San Diego Comic Con. And that's when most of our panels that we would be excited about are going to happen. So Fear of the Walking Dead is first at 11.15. The Walking Dead is at 12.15. Hulu's Castle Rock from Stephen King is going to be right after that at 12.45. Star Trek Discovery with Sonequa Martin-Green is going to happen that day at 1.30. Although that's not very... Has anybody ever watched that show? No, I haven't. We should. No, but I mean, has anybody, period, ever watched that show? Oh, yeah. That's like a very popular show right now. Mm -hmm. No. It it. really is. I watch it twice a day. Um, Glass and Halloween are going to have panels. Glass? movies. Oh, it's Glass. Glass is, if you had not asked me, I would have been able to tell you. Halloween, I I think I can make a guess at. 
Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan is oh, Glass. I think you talked about that one in the past, possibly. Possibly. Okay. Um, and then Preacher is going to be that night at 7.30. So all the stuff that we really care about is happening on Friday. So that's when we're going to find out information about Season 9 of The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead's um, second half of their season, all the promos are coming out, that sort of thing. And Andrew Lincoln will be on the panel for The Walking Dead. So that should be interesting because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions about his exit from the show. And as well as um, Maggie's exit from the show. So Preacher got a shit slot there too, huh? 7.30 on Friday night when yeah. no one's there. Yeah. Because everybody's gone out drinking by then. You're right. You're right. Which is after like the whole Bumblebee and Sony Pictures are doing their panel. Mm-hmm. So they're the last of the last, mm. which really sucks. It does suck. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And then, of course, we know that Chris Hardwick will not be doing any of the panels this year. So Yvette Nicole Brown will be doing all of them, which will be good because she's awesome. Yeah, she's not Chris Hardwick, though. Are Jason in them? Are any of those guys doing any? Do they do the San Diego stuff at all? Mm. Okay. It's hard to get tickets. I mean, they've been hard. before. Um, have they? Yeah, they have. Now, Yvette Nicole Brown, I think, is better than Chris Hardwick in some aspects. I disagree totally. Mm, I love her. I think she's fantastic. I'm not, I'm not that big on her. After a while, it gets a little old. Mm, I think she's fantastic. What's your favorite type of cake? Cake? Yeah. Carrot. Carrot cake? Scott, what's your favorite type? Do you like carrot cakes, guys? Is that one of your favorites? It's 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 a pie. Okay. It has to go totally so, yeah, yeah, he's Yeah, he's completely disagreeing with you. I just wanted to prove something real quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. It's ham. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite cake is sardines. So, speaking <laughs> of Season 9, The Walking Dead, some information is already starting to be released ahead of the San Diego Comic-Con, which includes a poster of the upcoming season, and it shows Rick with a very close-cut haircut, and Maggie does not have her baby bump, so there's, like, questions about, like, what's happening there, but the... <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the baby? Yeah. I but, wish you guys could see Kim's hand gestures. <laughs> but the producers have confirmed that there will definitely be a time jump for the next season, and which we've speculated about on our earlier episodes. And um, just a little bit of a spoiler here, so if you don't want to hear what possibly could be happening in the next season, don't listen. But Angela Kang, who's the new showrunner, said that we should expect them to go back to the basics. So now that there has been a time jump, expect that the infrastructure is starting to deteriorate. Man-made things no longer work like cars. Mm. (laughs) So we're going to see more people riding horses and drawing carriages with those horses. Um, They're going to be using oil to light their lamps, that sort of thing. So it's going to be more like, western field it's gonna actually turn into the badlands it could and maybe the whole series will then evolve into the badlands exactly but i mean they're also i mean on the poster there it shows a big picture of the crumbling capital so they're going to washington right that's the other part yeah so we'll see what that means so we'll have a location change Mm -hmm. okay also another spoiler which is actually kind of big and i think i don't remember if we've reported on the bigger picture of this in the past, but there was accidentally a list of people released on Twitter. Was it? 
Wikipedia. Of who is going to be oh Wikipedia, of who is going to be on season nine, and it included. Okay, so well, hold on. What? She said spoilers. This is the this I know. This is the time when people can leave, and not listen if they don't want to hear the spoiler. So, uh, a a lot of the people <laughs> that were listed on that were people who have already died on the show, including John Bernthal, Lori, Sarah Wayne Gelly, uh Sarah Wayne Kelly's. There was like, there was like ten or twelve people on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was removed very quickly, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Quickly. I mean, it was uh, someone had posted on Twitter, but yeah, it was from Wikipedia page. Yeah. And taken the screenshot, and yeah, you know, it was removed within a day. So, I mean, okay, what, Wikipedia is something that anybody can go on and just edit if they want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think it has to be approved by whoever the admin is. Well, the, but, all of those people were given one credit. So one TV episode credit. It's reappearance. So yeah. now it's been confirmed that John Bernthal has been spotted in Sonoy, hanging mm-hmm. out with Norman Reedus and Andrew Lincoln. The Punisher's so, coming to The Walking Dead? So yes. there is speculation that he might be on one episode, or he might have been there for the big... Goodbye dinner for Andrew Lincoln. Hmm. Okay. Kind of thinking he's there to film, but I don't know. So that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we haven't really touched on yet, and the reason we haven't touched on this information is because, personally, I don't like to speculate on anything unless it's been proven. So, um, and that is the fact that Chris Hardwick has been taken off of all of his shows and, of course, San Diego Comic-Con panels and replaced with Yvette Nicole Brown, all because of some allegations that were brought out by his former girlfriend, Chloe Dixtra. And, um, you know, we don't know what happened. We have no idea. He's had a lot of people come out in his defense, though. He has had a lot of people come out in his defense. So um, because of that, I haven't really felt comfortable talking about it yet because... She's the only one who's made this accusations, accusations too, right? There's exactly. no other, nobody else has come out making these accusations. Exactly. So I don't want to believe that anything no, happened. I don't either. And um, I'm I'm not going to go either way right now, but I'm just saying I don't want to believe it. So, you know, that's out there. Um, some more information supposedly is coming down the line very soon because he was supposed to be doing his own talk show right now. And they, of course, have postponed that. So yep. stay tuned for more information about... And the timing of that whole revelation happened the weekend before his talk show was going to air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it, if it is true, then he yeah. should be fired everywhere. But we're talking about one person making accusations against him, and a lot of other former girlfriends and friends and so forth have come out saying it's not true. Yep. Um, you know, I'm looking at the preponderance of evidence, and... Right now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until I hear differently. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I totally agree on that. But I think it was really nice that Yvette Nicole Brown came out and she made a statement on Twitter about her appearance at Comic-Con because a lot of people are saying that she should take over his shows. And she's like, look, I'm just doing this for a friend just to mm-hmm. help him out. This has nothing to do with the shows or anything like that. I'm just it's here to help. It's way too early to to say that. Yeah. Right. Well, good for her. I'm so I'm happy that. that she did that and she's yep. not money grubbing. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Well, no, she. Yeah. No, she's I would gonna... never have thought of her being that. I mean, she's just she's just a super fan, and um, so you know, I can't imagine her trying to position herself in that in that situation right now. Right. Well, that's the end of that. So. Next week on Preacher, Season 3, Episode 4, The Tombs. Kim, we're going to find out about the tombs, baby. Yay. As Jesse helps reinvigorate business at Angelville, he tests Tulips and Cassidy's faith in him when Angelville brings out a darker side of him. Hmm. Well, yeah, we got a little taste of it, but you know what? I I don't know. I'm not believing that. I mean, Jesse's ringmaster scene and so forth on there... You knew he was doing that reluctantly. Yeah. He's got a plan to try to, to save Cassidy by doing that, or he's stalling for Cassidy. Although it may have felt good. Oh, sure. At the start. Sure. A little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I mean, his his goal was to get the hell out of there. And this yeah, and is, get Cassidy's out of there some way. Grandma asked him to do this, and so he feels obligated, just like he felt obligated to go get her a blanket when she said, oh, it's hard to get rid of that chill. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Yeah, I think he's he's ready to move out of there the the second he can. But he knows. That I was a little surprised that uh, TC and um, and uh, oh big boy, what's his name? Jody. Uh, Jody, thank you. Um, l- agreed with him not to leave Cassidy hanging there and sh- and shoot him up because they've been very suspicious of of Cat of uh, Jesse throughout this thing. So I'm kind of surprised they were they that Jesse was able to persuade them to stop what they wanted to do. Well, I think because Grandma has been wanting the tombs to be reopened, if he suggests mm-hmm. that and they know how mm-hmm. good he is at that, then that's why they probably went along with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean they're a little um, maybe unbelievably gullible sometimes mm-hmm. for how smart they seem to be. Well, TC was definitely excited about having the tombs open when he yeah. comes running up with yeah. that hat. Yep. So, um, yeah, he was excited about that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I, that's, a, that's a weak issue I had with that. Maybe he sells the swamp consomme at the front door. <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah. In, in, in cones. You gotta eat. You they gotta can eat. roll in it. In cones. Mm. Gross. In cones, man. Consomme. <laughs> Honeycomb. Mmm. Hmm. Good well, vittles. If you have an opinion about all of that, you can write to us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody.